Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. Fred Colby said, For men, shutting out your friends and family is often preferred over facing one's emotions, confronting one's anger, and appearing vulnerable in front of those you most rely upon for respect and self-image. A painful but valuable discovery for me and many other men is that to be vulnerable in front of others is a sign of strength. This is episode 56 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Brian Snow. His life was pretty average growing up nothing really out of the norm, and no really vulnerable moments. Then in 2007, his world was flipped upside down when his father passed away from prostate cancer. Their bond was like no other, as they had a shared passion for sports. In 2015, he was hit hard again with the passing of his baby daughter. These two losses are still affecting him to this day, and can bring on moments of happiness and sadness when reminiscing. Believe it or not, there were still more vulnerable moments to come. Now he's celebrating his 25th year in sports broadcasting, has his own morning show called Snowman in the Morning, and continues dedicating each broadcast to his father. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Brian Snow. Hey Brian, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable Podcast. You're actually the second Brian that I've had on, so (laughs) Um, so it might be a little confusing to listeners when they're like, wait, isn't the host name Brian? But anyways, um, glad to have you here. Glad to have you uh, coming on to share your your story, and yeah, just uh, look forward to uh, to getting to know you better. I uh, I appreciate you having me. When I saw this opportunity, I couldn't say no to it. I mean, it's a it's a story that needs to be shared. Awesome, awesome. Well, the first question I like to ask to get started is, uh, what is your definition of vulnerability? Being open to anything being open to anything that could happen to you and could happen for you, either positive or negative. Vulnerability is uh, that one quality that men in particular are taught to hide, but it comes out in so many different ways. No, I definitely agree with that, especially the, at the end there. I, I think you're right that most of us men are taught to hide it. And I've learned in the last few years that uh, it's actually where a lot of your growth is. So the sooner that more of us realize that, you know, facing your vulnerability, uh, you know, opening up to it, like you said, and, and just even sharing it, um, I think we'll realize how much growth there, there, there is, how much of an opportunity there is. So um, definitely Absolutely. like that definition. Appreciate that one. So if you can look back on your life and go back as far as you want, um, you know, I've had people that started when they were like five years old and I've had people that started, you know, in high school. So completely up to you. But if you can look back, what would you say, uh, you know, would be your earliest memory of facing some sort of uh, vulnerability or challenge or struggle in, in your life? Um, my father passing away in 2007. And uh, uh, my baby daughter passing away in 2015. Up till then, I had not seen a lot of vulnerability. 
I had not been through a lot of it, honestly. I've had moments where I was tested, but those two events really tested me. And to this day, they're still testing me. And I'll add a third when I went through a very abusive relationship some five years ago. No, and I, I like I said, I, I did read your your bio, and and you know that that's definitely um, a lot to go through in a, in a short period of time. And uh, you know, looking back, let's go back to the first one, like you said, with your father passing away in two thousand and seven. You know what? I guess let's. What was the? Uh, I guess what happened? Uh, more so is what I'd like to get into. I guess is understanding. Like, was it something that was sudden? Um, did it? Was it over a period of time? And then also, I guess, you know, what, what helped you sort of uh, get through that part, uh, that point in, in time, that, that period? And like you said, you're still facing it now. So I, I had a chance, in, a, in many ways, I had a chance to say goodbye because it was prostate cancer that took his life. And he told my sister and me in 2006 that he had been fighting it for a while. Didn't realize that. My dad was my hero. My dad was everything to me. And to this day, I miss him so much. Um, Being a sports announcer, dad and I bonded with sports and a lot of other things. But just on basic terms, I miss him sitting on the couch, watching the game, and I'd come join him. And we'll both break down the game. We'll razz each other. But I just miss that kind of fun. He was, the, he was the goofball in the house. But when it came time to take care of business, he did. <laughs> and I picked that up from him immediately. It's taken a while, up, admittedly. But to say he taught me a lot would be a horrid understatement. <laughs> Very horrid understatement. Learning even to this day, and he's been gone next month it'll be 12 years uh, 13 years and I can't believe 13 years has flown by since the day he passed every broadcast that I've done has been for him I just wish I had that one opportunity for him to sit in the booth with me no matter what game it is especially especially baseball we watched a lot of baseball together and being from Chicago, he took me to my first. He took me to my first game. Uh, he helped me become a White Sox fan <laughs> and a baseball and a, and a baseball fan because I went. I went to. I went to some games with him when we won the World Series in two thousand five, and that was one of those kind of hugs you'll never. I just, I just miss him a lot. No, and, and I can, I can definitely um, relate in terms of just some people that I've lost over the last few years. And, you know, the one thing I will say is that, uh, you know, and not to, uh, I don't want to downplay it or anything, but I, I want to like, I, I think that it's lucky that you did get the opportunity to spend some time with them and be able to say bye. I didn't have that same opportunity with somebody that was very close to me. And I can understand how that probably has helped in some ways um, in terms of the grieving process, just because of the fact that you did, even though he sort of hid it from you for a while, you still had the opportunity 
to to spend those last you know few moments with them and have that opportunity to to say a goodbye. Um, one thing th- th- that I'm just curious about because I I don't know if it uh, I'm just trying to sort of piece things together, but were you in sports broadcasting before he passed or is this something that you sort of ventured into? Yes. Okay. Okay. It just, it sounded to me like it was something that maybe you ventured into after sort of driven by, I guess what happened or is that not the case? 1995 is when I got started. Okay. And he was my biggest critic <laughs> and my biggest cheerleader as well. Really wanted me to pursue it and get it down and really like, grasp onto it and run with it as far as I can. No, and the only reason I brought up that question is because you said you wish you had brought him into the booth. So I was curious as to, you know, if it, if it was something yeah. that happened after, or um, I guess that was just something that you just never got to fulfill that you wish you had of. Yeah. Just never, just never got a chance to bring him in the booth with me. So what would you say during that time? Like, I guess right after his passing and everything, like what helped you sort of move through that, get through that? Was it your, your siblings? Was it something else? Like what, what helped you sort of uh, grieve, I guess, uh, through, through from that? A few of my close friends got me through it. My sister got me through it. And as I said, I'm basically grieving to this day. Um, my wife help, helps me get through it because my wife made me realize that for the longest time I had just shoved it down and kept going. And I never really had a chance to grieve his loss. And on a few occasions, I just broke down crying. I would hear his voice in my head, you know, say something positive to me and I would just break down crying. And that's when, you know, my wife pointed out to me that, I never really had a chance to grieve his loss. I never took the time to grieve his loss. Uh, it's another point that I can definitely relate with in terms of, of taking the time to do that and also doing it in the right ways, I think. Um, and not that there's a right or wrong, I guess that might be not the right way to put it, but in terms of the fact that like, you know, f- for me, I suppressed a lot of the pain. I didn't necessarily face it and try and work through it. Um, you know, and, and so when I finally sort of came to the realization that I was doing that and I took some of the better steps, it, it definitely helped. One thing that I also wonder if it was, if it's been helpful at all, because you did mention it and it seems like sort of, um, the fact that you're dedicating each and every broadcast from here on out to him, does that help with the process at all? And just having that memory and, and bringing that. Just knowing that <clears throat> in my mind's eye, I can see him in the booth with me or sitting in the stands with headphones on with a listening, with a listening device. Those visions right there help me get through every time. Just knowing that in spirit, he's there and that he's, he's on me about getting it right. (laughs) He's on, he, he's on me about, uh, about getting it right. And about, making sure I say everything. But as I said, he's even now, he's like one of my biggest cheerleaders. The other is my wife. No, (laughs) it seems like, and it seems like whatever message he sends comes to her and then it comes to me. So there's, (laughs) there's like the strongest connection I've ever felt. 
No, and that's awesome. And I'm glad that that you can sort of, you're now using his memory as much as it might have been hard to at first. And as, like you said, you're still grieving. And I think grief is, I heard this recently on another episode with another interviewee that, you know, grief is a lifelong process. It's not that we ever stop grieving. It's just how, I guess, how much or or in which way, I guess, is more of the way to look at it. But I'm glad that you're able to sort of, you know, take those lessons and still apply them to what you're going through in your career nowadays that's uh it's an awesome thing to take away from it yeah it is and uh on the verge of celebrating my 25th year and i know he'd be one of the first ones to plan like a big party or 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 just say you know let's just watch a game and celebrate that way but yeah reaching reaching this milestone and hardly anyone gave me a chance to reach this milestone with the advent of the internet and people still listening to the radio. One of my favorite announcers is John Rooney, uh, voice of the Cardinals. He said a while back that radio's dying and that the internet's the way to go. Uh, took it and ran with it, still running with it. And, you know, this, I, I made a promise to him. I made a promise to my wife and I made a promise to myself that this would be the year that I would finally turn the corner and in the public eye, make this viable. No, it's awesome. It's awesome that you're, you're, like I said, that you're chasing this dream uh, so, so like so hard and, and doing it in, like I said, in his memory and using that as sort of a driving force. Uh, Cause I can, like I said, I, in my own situation and other people's situations, I can see how the loss of people can sometimes it can drive you, but maybe not in the best ways, but I'm glad that, uh, you know, in this case, it's, it's, you're using it to, to continue pushing forward, to continue motivating you. And like I said, remembering those lessons that he taught you. So before I get into, to, to some more of the questions, let's go into some of the other experiences that you mentioned at the beginning there, because I, I, I think that rather than sort of going at each situation with a list of questions. Um, let's talk some more about the other things that you mentioned and, and then we'll get into some other uh, questions from there. So, I mean, if you go into, if you want to go into those stories now, the loss of your daughter and so on, um, you know, go ahead. March 6th, 2013, she was born and it was one of the happiest days of my life. And I lost her twice, actually, once to a forced adoption. And the second time in 2015, she, she died. It just seems like I was cheated out of being a father, out of raising a child. I was like, what, what the, what the hell? I mean, I just had this baby girl and now she's gone. It's one I Still, I understand to a point, but I don't. It's one of those heads one way, tails the other. I'm going to talk about someone that had an influence on me in her short time. That was Donna. That was my baby girl. Her smile, her laugh. I went to see her for her one-year birthday party. I didn't think she recognized me. I was wrong. She recognized me, all right. Because the next thing I knew, she climbed right in my. And then we 
saying happy birthday and we are all waiting for her to like smash her face into the cake. And she looked at me, she looked at the folks around and then El Smacko. (laughs) (laughs) So you did get to see it. (laughs) I, I did. Uh, She died when she was two. And as I said, since then and to this day, of fully being a parent. I'm a parent now, but uh, kids kids are grown, but they still look at me as that authority figure. They're coming into their own. And in place of raising a child, I now have grandchildren. And I get to see them grow up. And I get to see them go through life. I wouldn't trade marrying my wife for anything. I just have days where I would look at her and she'll look at me and we'll be talking about something and I'll just think, you know, what would be doing right now. Sometimes it hits me. Sometimes it makes me laugh. And sometimes I just burst into tears. <clears throat> and uh, to say to say that it's grieving the loss of a parent and the loss of a child, I don't wish that on anybody. I really don't. And in such a short amount of time, people say, well, it's been eight years. Well, eight years is a short amount of time when you're no already dealing with a loss. And I don't even know that it's to look at it as like eight years, because I think the other thing to look at is the fact that, like you said, it was two years of her life and then she was gone. So you only had a very short period of time. And I mean, I'm about to become a father in in about a month and a bit here. Um, so, you know, you're, you're, you're definitely pulling at some strings with me because it's just making me sort of think about the fact that, you know, this person's about to come into the world and uh, we're having a girl as well. So, um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I can't imagine sort of the pain um, of going through something like that. Like it's again, at such a young age, like you didn't even really have a chance to get to, to know, um, the child, like you said, you were sort of robbed of being a parent, which obviously, like you said, you, you're now, you know, you're, you're still a parent and now a grandparent, but to parent to that child in, in particular, I can only imagine, you know, again, how that might feel like, I haven't faced it myself, but I can imagine what it might, you know, do to somebody, especially like you said, to, you know, losing your father, one of the closest people to you, and then losing this person only a few short years later. Yeah, it's, it's rough. I just imagine, and I've spoken this, I've spoken uh, this to my wife. I just imagine if they were still here and I don't wish any pain on either of them. If they were still here, how they would be like joined at the hip, <laughs> and I I know they I know they would have because my um my sister has a a son, and they were joined at the hip, and I could just only imagine not only having me wrapped around her finger, but my dad as well. <laughs> Well, it's it's good, I guess, in some ways, though, that you're you're able to sort of have those thoughts and and sort of 
uh, I guess, outlooks at, at, on the situation because as hard as it can be, the fact that you're able to still sort of have some positivity in it, it in my opinion, is great because, it, you, like I said earlier, you know, like there's no right or wrong way to grieve, but there's definitely, you know, the negatives and the positives of it. And I think that you're luckily, and maybe that wasn't obviously the, the something that happened right away, but at this point you've been able to find some sort of positive, some sort of light in the darkness from it. Yeah, it's been hard. Some days are harder than others. Some days are easier than others. But um, the positive images flow in, and some days they're hard to come by. But it's a it's a daily, forever process to grieve that loss. No, for sure. And then, sorry, you you were saying uh, at the beginning there, and then there was sort of a third situation that happened. So if you want to get into that a little bit, and then, like I said, we'll, we'll I want to we'll, we'll pull I want to pull some sort of uh, I guess lessons or whatever, um, you, however you want to look at it from, from everything that's happened. So if you want to go ahead with that as well. The toughest thing I've had to go through is uh, an abusive relationship. And many t- uh, uh, it happens to men more than it happens to women. And this is what a lot of folks don't realize that situation. But f- 2015, I was definitely in that situation. And at some points it was physical or verbal abuse, emotional abuse. You're not good enough to do this. You have to do that. She actually had the nerve to try to take my company from under me. She actually had the nerve to sit in the booth with me several times over and try to tell me how to do my job. I finally got tired. And it's when you're with someone who's that hard to walk. Very hard to walk because on one moment, on, in one moment she makes you happy and drives you nuts. And I mean, just she would just verbally beat me down. And finally, I got to the point. Why am I going through this? When I moved into my apartment in the Port, Indiana, I had a last string that was cut wrong she found me she She showed up at a game that I was doing when I thought I had some peace when knows you that well and someone finds out things about you you get scared quite a, because of you don't know what you'll do within that situation. And B, who's going to wind up, let's, let's just call a spade a spade. Who's going to wind up in handcuffs, you or her? And 90% of the time, it would be the man without hearing his situation. It took a while to get that filth out of me. It took a while because when you go through, when, when a man goes through that, it sticks for a while. 
it sticks. Fortunately, I found the love of my life. She has taught me a lot. She's been there with me. And she understands what I went through. And uh, that situation five years ago, I wish on no man or anybody, anybody, but especially man. No, and I can, you know, just looking at the timeline, like, I mean, I can only imagine how much more difficult it was to go through that when you had just lost the parent, then lost the daughter. And now you have to go through, instead of having somebody there to support you and lift you up, you have somebody who's trying to beat you down and keep you down. Um, Mm -hmm. When you, like I said, when you've already had so much that you've had to sort of deal with. And, and I'm sure you're, like I said, you know, seeing where you're at now and, and listening to what you're saying now, I'm sure that you were trying to to still see the positivity, still find the light in the situation, but then you had this person that was just constantly making it that much harder on you. And I can only imagine how you, when you put all that together, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I don't want to say surprising, maybe not the right word, but it is to me surprising that, you know, who I'm talking to right now and the way that you're talking right now is what's came of that because I couldn't imagine having to face all of that and then still somehow you know, coming, coming to the point where you're at right now, but it seems like the person you're with right now is, is definitely a, a big part of that. She is, she is a huge, huge part of that. Just hearing some of the things that she went through and her actually listening to me and what I went through, imagining it, seeing it, feeling it, understanding it. That's huge. For both of us, that's huge. No, you, the people that so that you choose to keep around you and the people that support you make a big difference in, in how a lot of things happen in life. If you can sort of now, like I said, I want to sort of get into um, trying to understand like what came from this like and, and more so in terms of a strength. So like what strengths would you say you've discovered in yourself after going through all this sort of turmoil and trauma in a matter of a few short years? Like what is it presented in you now? Like when you look back on it. Being true to myself, being true to who I am. And one thing that uh, my wife points out a lot, learning to say no, learning to say no to situations that, It may not turn out to be the best. Just learning to, just learning to say no. Like no, I don't want that. I don't. That there means a lot. The other thing I'm wondering too is, is it seems like again, just talking to you now and and hearing where you're at right now, it seems to me that you you might have also found some confidence. Um, with the support of your now wife and also just in terms of being able to, I guess, get through what you have. There are some days the confidence is not there. Let me be truthful, but she instills it in me every day. She instills it in me and, uh, and vice versa. So my confidence took a hit, several hits, but she's the one that helps me get through. 
No, for sure. And like I said, I mean, I don't think it's something that like you're, you've mentioned or, and I've mentioned a few times, it's not something that you're ever going to necessarily get over, but like you're saying, it's getting through it. That's important. It's being able to, like I said, find that light in the darkness to, to continue, you know, sort of bringing you forward and pushing you forward. You know, if, was there like, so, you know, your, your relationship with your wife seems key to all of this, but was there anything else that you would say has sort of helped you as, as you've gone through it? Is it, you know, just even being in a career that you seem to have a very, um, a lot of passion for, um, seems to maybe have also continued to, to drive you forward or am I like, again, this is just sort of what I'm pulling from what you're saying. Yeah. My, uh, Oh God, has it helped? It just seems like on, on days before I met, uh, before I met Mo, on days where I was really, really bad and really in a hole, I remember I had a game to do and that would, that would pull me out and that would get me through as well. Just, just have, just having that, having that, um, uh, having that peace, that shield within the storm that has truly helped me. Uh, and and uh, again, it's so it's, it's one thing that because uh, I you know you hear a lot nowadays uh, with people saying like do you do something you love and 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 follow your dreams and go after your dream job. But one thing I like about what you're saying and, and about your example is that you actually have found a job that you love and you found how it can help you in your life through these harder times. Because I think a lot of us just look at jobs as a way to make money and, um, you know, uh, it's, it's a sort of excel and, and afford things and whatever it might be. But it sounds to me like not only has your job given you that, obviously, because I'm sure you know it's what pays the bills, but it's also given you something, like you said, it's given you a shield. It's given you something to look forward to, something to maybe brighten up some of those days when it's not so easy. Yeah, it has. It has on, on it's like that when everything is coming down on me, I either have a game to do or I can come home and uh, have my wife for me. So, you know, uh, since I met her, those are the two big things. No. And like I said, it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad that you have them (laughs) 100%. So if you can look at, you know, and, and, and you've sort of already given an idea, but if you can look at the, the overall, like everything that happened over these last uh, few years, you're looking at, like you said, about 13 years, um, you know, what, what sort of toll has that taken on you overall? Um, like I said, you've mentioned it throughout each story, but just overall, like, you know, what sort of toll emotionally, physically, whatever you feel comfortable getting into. I've put on a lot of weight. I have battle battling depression and those are the two biggest tolls that's taken on me there are some days i just don't want to do anything and there are days i just want to try to do everything it's one extreme or another and it's so hard some days to find that balance it's so hard to find that what do they call it that happy medium (laughs) <laughs> sometimes that and sometimes that happy media I mean let's be real but it's hard to find but it's good to find when it's there is there anything that you found has helped you find it and and I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of take a guess here and say that your wife would definitely be a part of helping you find it but is there anything else absolutely that sort of helps you 
memories of my daughter, happy memories of my dad. Um, I love cartoons. So I watch a lot of cartoons, old sports games. I watch a lot of them. Uh, my wife is my biggest, my biggest supporter, my biggest shelter. Moment or a bad day, she's the first person I want to talk to. No. And she would help. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I have a, a great relationship with my wife as well, so I can understand how that one person can definitely make all the difference in the world. Um, one thing that uh, that you, you mentioned, sort of uh, the happy memories and stuff, uh, one thing I'm curious about, because something that's helped me sort of get through, like I said, those losses that I've had, was sort of having gratitude for the times that we did have together and, and just sort of having an overall look of gratitude. Um, I don't know if that's something you can relate with as well, but I just, I was curious because like, I'm, I'm sort of thinking the same thing here as I'm, I'm thinking about the fact that, you know, when I, when I try and have those moments, remembering the people that I've lost, I try and remember as many happy moments as I can. There's a lot of gratitude. My dad and my daughter, I wouldn't be who I am without them. I really wouldn't. And as I said, I just try to remember that. silence for the times that we did have is it tough without them here you they're no longer in pain they're no longer suffering and i have their memories and i have their spirit to get no like i said earlier there are days there are days and there are days that are tougher than others. But I'm learning now how to use their memory and my wife being here to get me through those tough times. No, for sure. And, and, and like you said, I mean, you're, you're talking 13 years um, from the first sort of traumatic experience to, to today and then everything in between. Uh, so I think that the fact that, you know, like you said, you've come this far, at least in, in just over 10 years is pretty awesome. And the fact, you know, I don't think that, like I said, the tough days are still going to, I'm sure, be there even 20 years from now but they'll probably be that much easier at that point. So I'm, I'm just glad that like you've made this amount of progress in that short amount of time. And I think that's something to definitely celebrate, you know, as much as like you, you said, there are still tough days. Uh, the fact that you've been able to grow and learn and appreciate in some ways, you know, what it has brought to your life and what you're able to uh, sort of, how, like I said, how you're able to use it um, in, in many ways. I, I think that's still something to definitely celebrate and, and still pretty awesome. It is. It is. Um, a lot of growth in this process. Still a daily process for me. But I definitely appreciate the time that I have with my dad, that I have with my daughter, with my friends that are still around definitely appreciate the time I have with my wife. I mean, every day, like I said, every day she makes it worth it. No, for sure. And so, I mean, I think we've touched on it as well, but if you can look at everything that happened and how it's helped you, 
um, you know, if, if we can get some, I guess, more specific into that, like how has everything that's happened, those losses and, and going through that abusive relationship, how has it helped you get to where you're at today in your career? Like you just mentioned, you're now undertaking this sort of different path in terms of bringing your, your show to the internet. And, and so how, how is everything sort of, what has it taught you and how has it helped you get to where you're at right now? Going through everything that I've gone through, it's shaken me, but it's opportunity to be confident. <clears throat> Excuse me, an opportunity to be see has not been my best thing during this time. No longer afraid to admit that when I was going through my abusive relationship, you know, I would be often asked, you know, what's wrong with you? I can finally provide an answer to that question. A lot of that was me because I wasn't consistent in what I was doing, how I was doing it. And a lot of that, me realizing the situations I was in helped me grow to be the person I am and to meet the person that I have. We had talked so many times about if we had only met some 20 years ago, and then we both realized we weren't ready 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And realizing that and realizing everything that I've gone through brings me to where I am right now and ready to soar from there. I get reminders every day of what happened before. I get reminders every day on what happened before, but those reminders now are motivation for me to be better every day. No, <laughs> I like, and I like how you brought up the point about, you know, the whole timing thing and like how you, if you had him at 20 years ago, I, I've experienced a few moments in my life in the last few years where I've thought the same thing, like, why couldn't I figure this out? You know, when I was 18 or something like that. And <laughs> and then you realize, well, it's because you weren't either mature enough or, you know, it right. just wasn't the timing. Right. And you, like, even with starting the show, I, I couldn't have done this was any sooner than I did simply because I hadn't even faced a lot of my own vulnerabilities. And, and so I, I definitely relate to what you're, what you're saying there about timing and, and also in terms of just like how you can, how these things that you went through are the things that helped you grow because you hadn't had that growth before that day or before that point in time. Um, and, and again, it's key to sort of this whole show is how, how our vulnerabilities, how these most vulnerable situations in our life, if we actually reflect on them and sit with them, we can realize there's some sort of lesson in them and, and there's something there to, to learn from rather than just getting caught up in, you know, uh, it sucks and how much it, it hurts and, and all that kind of stuff. So, and like, I mean, we're still going to have to face that, but at least if we mm-hmm. reflect on it, we can find some lessons too. So I'm glad that you've been able to do that. So. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, your life at this point right now, would you say that you found success and fulfillment in your life? Or would you say you're still on a journey towards that? A little of both. I found success within my journey, found success within the relationship. And yet the journey is still continuing because now it's not just me, it's us. She's pursuing becoming a health coach, becoming a life coach. And She's standing in my corner as I chase my dream. I'm standing in hers when she chase when while she. 
So no, and the journey is still journey is still continuing at this point for both of us. And it's uh, like I said before. Sorry, go ahead. But now it's a journey that we're on together. Goals toward everything that we wanted to have. Yeah, and and all I was going to say there was that you know it's like I said before the the support the people you surround yourself with is is key and the fact that you're both sort of on this journey of of getting to the place where you want to be in life and doing the things that you want to do in life and the fact that you you can both support each other through that is 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 awesome because it's not always that easy to find the support from the people closest to you usually uh, you know in my case you know it, it started with people outside of of relationships outside of family and now you know it's it, it's conti- now i've seen family come around as well so um you know i can definitely understand uh, how important that is i mean like i said before my wife's been my biggest supporter since the day i met her and she still supports me to this day so i completely understand that and you know the transition from where i was to where i'm at today was definitely not an easy one <laughs> and had its ups and downs as well um and oh, yeah. she's, you know she's stuck through it all and 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 still like i said just cheers me on all the time so i can definitely appreciate uh, that relationship that you guys have. And, and like I said, I'm just glad that you can sort of support each other in, in chasing each other's dreams. So that that's uh, awesome. So if you can look at your entire journey, your entire life, everything that you faced, gone through, and, and just, uh, just looking at it all, if you can give our listeners uh, three lessons that you've learned, just three things that they might be able to use in going through their journey, going through their struggles, what would you say those three lessons would be? First and foremost, stay true to yourself. You're going to get knocked off balance. You're going to get knocked off um, what you believe that you, but stay true to yourself. Second, believe in yourself. I can say that now because, but it wasn't always there. And third, keep going. Don't let anyone, and this is what my and keeps telling me when I hear his voice in my head, don't let anyone tell you. Don't let anyone stop you from pursuing what you want to pursue. So just keep going. Times are going to get frustrating. Days are going to get frustrating. Lord knows I've been through that. But you got to keep going. If you don't keep, if you put down what you want to do, if you put down who you are and someone picks it up and runs with it, that's on you. I've had to pick myself up quite a few times. Uh, and again, just it's it's a good thing that you're able to to notice that and and continue to to pick yourself back up even in those those harder times. And I think the the sort of the the first one there in terms of trusting yourself, one thing that it brings to mind is the guest that I I just released an episode uh, this week, and the guest that I had on speaks a lot about our intuition. And that's sort of what I bring to mind when you bring that up is is trust yourself. Like there there's a reason that you know, you're, you feel a certain way when you do certain things. There's a reason that, you know, a certain emotions or whatever it might be come up when, when certain things happen. And so you got to sort of listen to that and trust in it. Like, I'm sure that, you know, being in broadcasting and like you're saying, as this transi- transition is going to the internet, hasn't necessarily been the easiest thing in a 25 year career. 
but it seems to me that you've you've trusted in yourself in your skills in your abilities and now like you said you're just sort of changing with the times and and continuing to, to sort of follow that that dream and like you said keep going you have to you have to keep going because if you put down your dream at any time someone else is going to pick it up I've never heard it put that way, but, uh, but I like it. So we're down to the end here pretty much. Um, you know, and, and what I want to do at the end of each episode is give the uh, guests an opportunity to just sort of promote themselves, tell everybody what they're up to, where to find them on social, anything that they just sort of want to talk about and, and put out there. Um, floor is yours. Go ahead. Well, I have a show that I do five days a week called snowman in the morning. They can listen to it. I'm going to put it on all the social media and the social media ID for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, and Pinterest would be S I T M, not the number nine T O N O O N. They can also listen to com. I'm cleaning that website up. Um, and also I got a couple of other shows I have in planning state and see all the updates on a uh, snowman digital media. They can go to snowmandigitalmedia.com to find all those updates. Perfect. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes so that people can find you. Um, yeah, again, you know, Brian, thank you for, for coming on today, uh, for sharing so openly. Uh, like you said at the beginning of the episode, it's not something that's so easy for, for men to do, but uh, it seems to me that uh, you've definitely found some strength and some confidence in it. And I'm glad that you're, you're again, using sort of those situations to, to drive you forward, to lead you forward. And uh, yeah, just uh, as, as always, I appreciate people coming on here and sharing so openly with somebody that they don't know. I mean, like I said, we, we met through a newsletter. Um, yeah. you, know, you reached out, you said you wanted to be on the show. I said, yes. And, and here we are. And, and I'm just glad that, like I said, you came on, you opened up and hopefully this encourages some other people to open up about their stories and things that they've gone through. So uh, thank you again for, for your time and for coming on. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. Awesome. Well, take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Almeida, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, I would love to have them on. Thank you and see you next week.